Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with IDNA. It's such a pleasure and honor to be here. I'm grateful to God for the gift of life. I'm also grateful to God for the gift of life extended to you too, because you are able to hear me, you are able to join in, and together we can celebrate life in its true sense. Friends, today is the day the Lord has made, and we are going to be exceedingly blessed by it. Why do I say so? I have yet another special, special guest on the program. On Tuesday, we had the privilege of hosting Mr. Lankwe Omoele. Today, I have one of my, my how do I put this, is one brother in whom I am so well pleased. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag so easily, but this distinguished and accomplished gentleman is a storyteller and content producer whose career has spanned advertising, broadcasting, filmmaking. As I begin to reel some of those beautiful notes about him, I'm sure someone will sit at the back of one corner and say, mm, I think I know who he's talking about. He's a member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in the US. He's a former president of IPAN, what we call the Independent Television Producers Association of Nigeria. He co-founded IREP. For those who know, they know. And he's been a four-time head of jury of the prestigious AMVCA, the Africa Magic Viewers Choice Awards. He has also served as a three-time head judge of the Ugandan Film Festival, the juror of the British Council Shakespeare Leaves Project, juror of the Emmy Awards in New York, and many others. Friends, if I go on and on, you realize that God has really packaged grace in this gentleman of noble background and ethic. And the one I love the most is the fact that, you know, he has, you know, screen credits around one of the longest running daily soap called Tinsel. And then many more that he's done and produced and directed feature films, including Morocco. Giddy Blues. I'm talking about no other person than my great brother, Mr. Femi Odugbemi. I call him Femo. I've known Femo for years. We've been on this journey for almost three decades too. And um, mm-hmm. today, I'm so happy to have Femo on the program. I will be talking about building a legacy. On that note, I'd like to uh, formally welcome you, Femo, to Navigate with ID. Welcome, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Presno. Uh, I am always, <laughs> always delighted. Uh, I'm really happy to be able to call you that, by the way. Uh, and, and I want to formally say congratulations uh, Thank you. On, 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 you know, assuming office as president of the um, Marketing uh, Institute. Uh, I, we're also proud of you and, and so well-deserved. And I think it's important to celebrate very loudly when people of, um, of worth who have earned the, the right to lead, uh, when we give them the opportunity to lead, it's important that we Thank you, shout Samuel. it loudly. God bless you, <laughs> and I wish you every success. Thank you very much. I mean, um, for one second, you know, uh, imagine how listening to you and all the accolades and just looking at your profile, I wouldn't say I've been intimidated because I've been part of that journey in a way. Um, exactly. not it, but it all started from a little, little space, which we are going to talk about. But for more today, as you know, we're welcoming you to come uh, to this program. And um, this topic that I have is really centered around living a legacy-driven life. You're one of the very, very, very strong, ebullient, uh, graceful personalities that God has really put a lot in you and you've also put a lot. And without mincing words, you're a living testimony of a legacy-driven life. And one of the things I've decided to do is to 
you know, showcase a few of my friends, colleagues, brothers, sisters, uh, in the course of this program, so that the younger generation, and indeed, some others may realize that it's never too late. The steps that we take daily amount to something down the road. And if you don't take those steps now, then we can look back and say, it's just being empty. But when you take the right steps, you're actually building a legacy. So on this note, I would really want to open the floor with a question that I'd like your perspective and also your thoughts on building a legacy. Is it a myth or it is reality? How would you respond to that? I think legacy is actually part of life itself. Um, Someone once asked a a very wise man, uh, you know, what is the meaning of life? And the wise man said, um, life has no meaning. Life is actually an opportunity to create meaning. We can't, life is about what we make of it. A legacy is what is remembered about what we made of it. Uh, I also like to remind people that the way the universe is constructed by God, there is nothing that lives for itself. Um, It's always about another. And it's very important to understand that the only way that we find happiness, we find purpose, is when we focus outside of ourselves onto Mm. bringing value to others. And that's really what legacy is all about, is living intentionally in a way that you leave value behind. And I I love the fact that you and I were having a conversation recently and I was talking about how none of us knows or had a negotiation about, you know, when we were born or how we were born or to who we were born or which country in which we are born, which then means that when we are born, it's like an appointment. We've been brought Mm. here to add something to leave something behind. And there is something we carry, which is, you know, Mike Monroe, God bless his soul, used mm. to say that the, the burial ground is the richest soil on earth because it is yes. filled with people who never fulfilled purpose, who never purpose. left a legacy, who carried along with them everything that God had put in them. Sometimes it's a book, sometimes it's a song, sometimes it's it's just parenting, sometimes Mm. it's giving to to the poor. It's all about making a difference in the world. And I say this because some of us focus so much on our disappointments, the things that are not happening in our lives, the things that we don't have, and we totally ignore what is our appointment. And our legacy comes from embracing our appointment, understanding that at whatever level we are and at whatever resource we've got, we actually can begin the journey of bringing value to the world um, mm-hmm. simply by doing something. Wow. But it has to be intentional. Living intentionally. And, um, you know, Femo, it's awesome the way you put it. Um, we are here on appointment. And it is what you make of it. Given your field of endeavor where you've, you know, you've, you've attained mastery, you're more or less, you know, classified in the world space. Um, you're not a local champion. You're a global icon, you know, um, in production. And honestly, I just look back at the, the days that the journey started. I look back at the days when you work with your team and tireless house upon hours, you know, into a production and what you bring to the table, the days when, you know, we have to shoot a commercial for Coke or something, Mm -hmm. the dexterity and that spirit of excellence. Would you say that in making life count, it is important to have certain attributes? Because I just look at you today, um, I shudder and I thank God for the inspiration that you've become for a lot of people, especially the younger ones. And, um, you know, I watch you most times on DSTV, either as a judge or, Mm -hmm. you know, putting up some new initiative to help bring out the best in these young ones. And indeed, the entire society get to benefit 
from the work that you do behind the scenes. A lot of this is done behind the scenes, by the way. You are not in the front line. And so how has that kind of played out for you? Um, today, recognitions abroad are coming because you started from that humble, spirited background where you had certain tenets, you know, and attributes which you had to imbibe to keep you on the journey. I, I would just like to glean on that and I hope my listeners I, can also, you know, make something I, I, out I, of I, it. They'll say, mm, this is it for more. I want to say that for me, this is one of the joys of, of my career, to look back and sit with people like you. Um, for those who do not know, um, I first met ID uh, actually at Guinness, but I really Guinness. began to, to work heavily with, with you at Coca-Cola. And yes. the truth of the matter is, beyond being my client, you simply were one who never gave me the impression that you thought anything was impossible. And I think that's wow. the first thing. The idea that, you know, excellence is something that you simply pursue with a single-mindedness. And for me, that was the first thing I learned, that in that space, it doesn't matter the task, big or small, yeah. the expectations was that we were going to do it not to the level of uh, what they call the you know Nigerian standard or to the standard mm. of what our resources could bring. Because if bring. you remember, the yes. longest arguments we used to have <laughs> is when you would tell me these big dreams, the things that you want, and then when you got to the budget, I just sink into my chair like, I be please now. <laughs> I, but you know, the fact is that the excitement, the glitter in your eye was always about how big we could go, how great we could be. Even back then, when a lot of people did their commercials abroad, you used to say things like, Femo, you can't do this now. Why do we have to take this to South Africa? Very true. That, to me, Very true. was always the challenge. So actually, wow. in a manner of speaking, my success is actually your legacy. Because oh legacy is about challenging others to rise wow. to their best self. Because wow. if you had indulged my, ah, this money no rich now. If you had indulged, you know, we go do as the money rich. We would mm. still have done it, but you would have capped my capacity to innovate, to be resourceful, wow. to push. Not just it's... to push others, but to push myself. But I delighted in coming to you with results because you always began by believing that I could. And that to me is really the base level of legacy. Legacy is not just about what we do with young people. Sometimes legacy is also what we do with each other. Legacy is mm. really about promoting a set of values. It's awesome. Wow. It, it, legacy is about questioning each other. It's about inspiring each other. It's about saying to each other, let's not indulge our disappointments. Let's embrace our appointment. Let's decide mm. we are going to do this. And when we do it, to own it together. That truly is legacy. Legacy wow. is not about building houses. People think that legacy is about when I'm old and I've made all the money, I will start a foundation and then I'll build a house or I'll then go mm -hmm. to motherland babies' homes. No, yes. because you see, those things, um, those things actually Temporal. betray. Yes, they also betray the fact that you don't understand what legacy truly is. The biggest right. legacy is your life, not the things you give out in terms of material things. It's actually the life you live. It is not at the end of life. It is at the beginning of life. I, I say to young people all the time, at the risk of, you know, sounding to you, Valet Spiro, the, the point is Jesus Christ had a three-year ministry. Jesus mm. was 33 when he died. He was 30 mm. when he began, but he was in his teens when he was going into the temple to study. Yes to engage the Pharisees and the, the rabbis, to, yeah. to actually um, to pursue his mission began in his teens. But he came to it at 30, and because he was prepared, always lived for his legacy, 
everything he said was it was written, which means he knew his history. He, he had actually prepared himself. So he could have a three-year ministry that the impact of which 2,000 years later, we're still, still talking felt. about him. And, and I think that's really how to see it. Jesus wow. didn't actually build a synagogue. Jesus didn't actually... Um, particularly go to a motherless baby's home. Yes, he, he, he operated in power, but the truth of it is his legacy was the life he lived mm. and the people he mentored. Mm. The people he mentored. And so from when we are young, uh, we need to be intentional. We need to be thinking legacy, but thinking legacy, not from money, not from, you know, Material influence. Stuff. No, because every day we actually influence someone every day Correct. by the things we do and also by the things we do not do. I think it's, it's important to understand that legacy has two sides of the coin. Um, legacy is, is, is when we encourage, you know, the discouraged. Legacy is when mm. we ensure that people do not give themselves um, permission to fail. Uh, legacy is when, when we ensure that those around us do not um, build what I call, you know, altars of, of excuses. You know, the government is, yes. a, is a quick way to, 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 to explain get out, away yeah. um, lack of efficiency, um, um, you know. Yes, uh, my 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 parents did not were not rich. Uh, I was born in in Nigeria, and then I all these things really are the first step to destroying your own legacy, because it fast forwards your capacity to sit back expecting others to do mm. for you what you are not doing either for yourself or for others. That's an uh, entitlement. Yes. Mm. And I think legacy um, evolves as you live. When you are young, your legacy and your influence is perhaps limited. But as you grow, you have to understand that part of, of your legacy is to, is to develop uh, what, what I might call uh, a, a guiding value system. Because mm. that's really what will sustain you in the march of legacy. Um, once you've developed that very early, it then begins to uh, uh, evolve to a place where your legacy, you know, sort of like diffuses into many channels. There is a legacy of your own life, how you live. Because, you know, the book of Hebrews say we are surrounded by many witnesses, by many clouds, cloud of, witnesses. By clouds of, of witnesses. Mm. That is very important, which is why part of legacy is, is understanding that there will be an account not just by you, but by those but, who have watched you live your mm, life. Um, legacy is how you treat people. Legacy is not constantly looking for the advantage and, and trodding on people along your way to success. Um, legacy is also being able to uh, extend a hand to the least of this. Sometimes legacy is just helping someone understand their job better. Legacy is being kind when your colleague at work has failed and, and you help them to get up again. Uh, legacy is, is sometimes, you know, just being there for, for the brokenhearted. Legacy is not always something that is publicized in the newspaper. Legacy is not what wow. you carry your social media camera to go and yeah. record. Um, legacy is how you imprint yourself in the hearts of people who have who have come across you. And, and yes, we may not legacy, even have a chance. Yeah. They may not. They may not. They may not. And wow. um, I, I, I think that's really the things to say. And the idea that we get to another phase in our lives where legacy is about what I call memory integrity. Uh, mm. Because legacy, I mean, a lot of those that I learned from um, actually, I love autobiographies uh, because if there's anything autobiographies do is that they shape a narrative of lives where mm. we discover that it's only ordinary people that become heroes by doing extraordinary things. 
things. But extraordinary things are demanded because there is a crisis or a challenge. There is no life that is simple and easy and has no bumps whatsoever that is worth a narrative or story. Correct. In fact, you annoy us when your life is all about goody goody two shoes and everything came to you without any challenges. Um, Really, you don't do much for the rest of us. It is when you actually overcome and and, and your life is a continuing um, Mm. evolution of becoming that, that you actually inspire us. That's the legacy. You inspire us to keep pushing, to keep going, and to understand that, you know, our, our greatness lies in us confronting our challenges. We don't run away from them. We confront them because mm. we see that if we stick with it, there is always a rainbow at the end of the rainfall. And, and, and well, thank you for your book. Thank you for oh, your thank- book. Thank you uh, your, for your, your, yeah. your, your autobiography. I was I was so pleased. Uh, before we got started, I, I said to you that you know when yeah. I when I was reading the book, all I kept saying, you know, in the this is the Nigerian palace. You go like, eh, hey, hey, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> there are no words, but you understand what I mean. Well, I know this guy now. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you are the legacy. The 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 book bears witness that everything about you. Is a legacy of your father, your parents. Yes, true. And everything that we see of you is built through the challenges that you've confronted. And that Very you were true. not born in London. You didn't arrive on the, you know, you didn't go to school with a driver. Everything I read just wow. got me clear about one, your perspective about success. What does success mean? Um, two, your perspective about humanity and how connected we are and how your success has to take care of your siblings, your community, your parents, your friends. Your... So it's yeah. no surprise to me how you treated me when we became friends, you know, right. 30 years later. Nothing in life is actually accidental. And I think it's very important that we understand that, you know, an easy life does not breed a great one. Very and, true. and it is the book is a legacy. Wow. Our children are legacies. That's why God calls them, you know, why the it's called, they, they are called the heritage of the Lord. Mm. Uh, they're, yeah. they're legacies. And what they become is a measure of what of our legacy. Building institutions is important. Alleviating poverty is important. But in the end, uh, the work of legacies is truly is hard work. It's long. It cannot be captured by one Instagram post. Um, it, Very it, true. It's a, Very con- true. It's a continuing work, and it's a work to which we must commit ourselves um, beyond our religion, beyond our beliefs. In the end, legacy is really uh, legacy. Simply says you are what you do, not what you say, and not what you say you will do. It is actually yeah. what you do. It's actually what you do. I think at this particular space and time, I'll we'll just put a pause to it and uh, take a quick break so that we'll return. Um, if you've been listening, uh, it's Navigate with IDNANG. I have a very distinguished uh, guest um, of mine, Mr. Femi Odubemi. A lot of you will know him. And some, you know, will probably be wondering, okay, is it the same person? Yes, he is. He is the one and only accomplished storyteller and content producer. Uh, you can put all the things behind you. Whenever you see them in the front, there's a man called Femo at the back of it. We'll be back on the second half to glean on his experience and worth and wisdom. For now, uh, we'll take a break. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. If you're just joining us, it's Navigate with IDNANG. Uh, you must have missed a lot with the first half. But I know that somehow there's always a place to get a recap. You, What you need to do is um, just stick in on this. And um, it's a series that will really bless you, bless you in multiple dimensions. I've been you know, speaking with a very renowned um, fellow 
fellow of several institutes, but a jolly good fellow indeed. Uh, Mr. Femi Odubemi is a personal friend, a brother. We've been on this journey for decades, and um, I'm grateful to God, you know, for the friendship, and more importantly, the wisdom that he personifies. And I'm sure you'll get a piece of it as uh, if you're just joining. And if you've been on the journey, jolly well, wait for this other part to come through. Well, Femo, you know, this is not flattery. It is not flattery. You you have what it takes. You've you've done so much. and still doing, by the way. And um, this particular segment, I'm going to kind of tilt you in the frame to tell us about the motivation and inspiration. Uh, you know, with your profession, you create stuff out of nothing. You you kind of string all manner of things and then you bring the story out. And in the same way also, you're also developing and building generations by informing, by illuminating, by revealing, and ultimately inspiring them. So what exactly has been the you know, the anchor behind all of this and where are you headed? Because I look at you, I look at your strong uh, believer in family. You have a great career. The community is there. I mean, service to the community and the future keeps reinventing itself. A lot of people really want to, you know, glean on that. If you share part of that of you, it would be more than more than a great thing to, to lean on. Well, thank you. I, I, I want to say that first and foremost, um, I give a lot of credit to my father uh, because um, I, I think it's very important that parents understand how, how strongly they impact their children in terms of worldview. My, my father was one who, who was a unionist. He was in the broadcasting environment because he worked at the Nigerian Broadcasting uh, Commission. But the truth of the matter is he was a people person. He constantly spoke about how things could be better, but he spoke about it from the place of responsibility, i.e. Mm. what do each of us have to do to make life better as better. a community? as a society. And so I think I grew up with an understanding that great societies are built by by people who care, not by Mm. governments, not by others, not by foreigners. Societies are built by people, individuals. And it Mm. is the aggregation of those the work of those individuals and the that determine the kind of society um, that we bequeath to the next generation and the next generation. And, and so for me, I've always been very clear that in whatever uh, business okay. or creation of that profession that we don't like about it, everything we wish for it to be has to be about the next generation. Um, so for me, in a major way, I've always focused on how do I take what I know and pass it on to the next generation? And how do I ensure that the mistakes that I have made are not repeated by the next generation? Generation. It's not about fighting for who is the best and who is not. It's really about ensuring that, you know, um, if I know how to do something now, if I figured it out, then I need to pass it on because that's the only way to ensure that this industry does not have to deal with that problem again. Again. And what does that do? That simply ups the quality of environment for the next generation and for the next generation. And the big picture view is really what creates great societies. I am not Mm. going to um, figure out, I'm not a brain surgeon, so I'm not likely to to come up with the cure to cancer or the cure to brain tumors. But in this business of storytelling that I have invested 35 odd years, I have been privileged, I've been enriched by experiences, by people like yourself. I have I have learned through making mistakes. I have learned through mentors. I have been given big challenges, bigger than myself, and, and I've walked through it, failed in some, succeeded in some, received yeah. education that cannot 
be found in schools. Mm. And for me to then receive all of this and not understand that it is actually um, a resource and a wealth of experience and 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 sort of they really are meant to be passed on so that the next generation can solve a different problem. And, and that's really what drives what I do. I have been um, when I was president of IPAN, as you know, Ipan. my only agenda was training. And a lot of the people that came and took training, IPAN training school days, are working in the industry now. Many of them Many actually, of them. Um, you know, speak as experts and, and as veterans themselves. And it gives me great joy to see that, if nothing else, we played a little part in their own success. Uh, and they Good. too are beginning to employ people, they're impacting people, they're creating work um, that, is, that is defining the story of Africa, the story of Nigeria in a positive way. I mean, when Orange Academy was being formed, uh, the part of me that was in advertising and they learned a lot about how to work with clients like yourself, how to work with big brands, how to work with yeah. people like, you know, Lankwe Omoyele, as you know, I've known him yeah. also since those days. It was a joy yeah. to then partner with, you know, uh, uh, Kenny, uh, Badmos and, and Chisholm um, to create Orange Academy and focus on passing those thoughts and those ideas on to that generation. And today, Orange Academy is breeding brand Johnny managers, now. breeding yeah. marketing directors, but they are breeding yeah. people who do not have to make the mistakes we've made because yeah, we made. passed on what we now know to them. And so it's no surprise when I then went on to um, um, be the director of the Multiple Talent Factory because it gives me an institutional structure yes. to not only teach the things I know, but to teach the things that are important. And, and what I teach there is that the camera is not the important thing. You are the important thing. You are the yeah. asset. It is what you know what you embrace, and the kind of stories that you have purposed to tell is all a reflection of who you are. Oh, and yeah. once you fix you, once you, you, you decide what your values are, once you decide what kind of country you would like to build, it then makes sense, the kind of stories that will come to you and the sort of stories that you will tell, which is really when you're talking about my kind of storytelling and the things that I focus on Yes, they're also a function of who I am. And who I am is driven by, you know, what kind of things I believe, how I see the world, how I see, you know, my spirituality is a critical part of who I am. And, yeah. and I do not say that, you know, um, it, it, when we talk spirituality, it's not from the perspective of, you know, uh, a person better than another or a person no. trying to form. No, it's from consciousness. It's the idea that, you know, Ubuntu, I understand that I am only as good as how rich my spirituality is mm. and how much I understand the wealth of this world and the wealth of the world after and my responsibility to ensure that, you know, um, people live right and people live right by others. Uh, there are many ways in which different religions, of, of course, you know, create or, or say that, but that is the heart of who I am. And it mm. then sort of impacts on what I do, the kind of stories I choose, and um, why my stories uh, sort of need to have in them clarity of, of you know, purpose. They need to have a, a lesson. They are clear about their um, moral equator, um, they are clear about ethical, you know, compass. Uh, they are clear about the kind of world I wish we all live in, and the reason why perhaps sometimes things are not quite the way we would like them to we, be. We would like them and to how, be, and how yeah. we take responsibility to make them right. You know, Femo, this chronicles um, who you are and the reason why you've adopted fully a legacy-driven life. Now, if we take this within the context of nation building, one of the things I keep professing, especially on this program of mine, is dealing with the individual. I tell people that our nation, Nigeria, 
will be great again in my lifetime. And the reason why I have that belief, it's because great people make great nations. A nation is about people. And people would be a group of individuals. So if you single it down to the cell, the minutest cell of that group is the individual. That if a man or woman chooses to do what is right, the right man and the right place doing the right things will always get the right results. So mm-hmm. would be the wrong person and the wrong spirit. Nigeria is at that place where a lot of people are getting to the point of being hopeless. But in that hopelessness, I see hope. Why? Because I believe that a lot of people still are ignorant of what should be. Now, I know that a greater part of what we see today, especially on the screens, a lot of content being consumed, have either shaped some or bastardized the others. How do you think um, the average individual, given the challenges that we are being faced with, I mean, recent technological trends, everybody today is a content producer? Everybody. All you need is just have a smartphone. Uh, videos erupt, whether classic, whether top rate or whatever. People run videos by the split second. And then they drop them in this ocean of what have you, and people consume them. As they're consuming them, their spirits are being taken into a different realm, a realm of hate in some cases, a realm of betrayal. Rarely do you find good things being said. How can we, you know, you're an expert in this area. Is it possible to find a way to regulate it? I mean, it here being whatever is coming being spewed by an individual because I believe it's about that sense of responsibility, accountability, and ownership. Femo, I'll tell you one thing. In all the groups I belong, I'm in several groups, whether professional, alumni, name it, vocational, whatever. You rarely, very rarely will find me forward any message. I don't. I don't. I don't forward messages because I don't understand the origin. I don't understand the intent of whoever put this together. I don't know what that person was thinking. Is that person meant to, or trying to even get me into a space where he's manipulating me to begin to think differently? And so I don't. What I want to share would be something that I believe in and I can put my name to it. So when you read it, you know this is coming from my DNA. And it's coming from a deep recess of my heart and mind or as God has laid in my heart, or an experience I just went through. That way, you can trace it, and you can always ask Hmm. me, why did you write this? What informed it? And I can explain to you. So, I mean, I've said so much, but I know you are are an expert, and you can bring this home for me, because I am very concerned, especially from the aspect of nation building. I, I think you have said you have said what needs to be said, and I will just flag a couple of words that I think are important for us to understand. Um, one is responsibility. The idea that we are responsible for our experiences. There's always a sense in which we have to constantly um, examine what is our role in our own suffering. Because sometimes we, we are not self-reflective enough to understand that sometimes our suffering are triggered by our actions and that there is always a way in which we bear at least a slight responsibility in our suffering. And that's really what's happening on, on social media. Uh, the Bible says, guard your heart because it is... With all diligence. It, it's, it's, it's where your life comes from. Um, the first thing is for each of us to lay down our swords. There are too many angry people. There are too many people who are, um, who are into otherness. We are, you know, we identify people as not within our our circle. 
They are not within our identity. They are not within our, our peer group. They're not within our economic group. The, the blaming the other is something mm. that uh, absents responsibility from us. And what it's doing is that it is destroying our capacity to move forward as a people, as one country. Right. As long as you identify human problems by tribe, you are going to continue to create even more problem. You deepen the problem. You deepen the, 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 you know, the schisms. When you, you, you continuously identify evil by tribe, or evil by, um, by economic you know, uh, level, or evil by, you know, what kind of persons you think, you know, does this, and you then put it in writing and spread it. The real evil is you. Because right now, the biggest problem shaking the whole world is misinformation and yeah. disinformation. And, and, and let's be honest, I'm not one of those who blames social media, because in the end, technology is neutral. There are places where technology is being used to create innovations, to solve everyday problems. Yeah, uh, technology can, is used by people. It is the state of being of those people and the values that they carry that determines what technology, what good it does or what damage it does. And it's very important to understand that a lot of people don't think about consequences of their action, which is where the responsibility issue is. The, the consequences of your anger expressed in the way that you have is that there are children out there who become what you are writing. There are people out there who assume your anger and drive it even further deeper than you might. And then there are people that act upon your angry postings. They actually do things that you might not have the confidence or the heart to do. People have killed people on the basis of what someone wrote on the internet. People yes. have destroyed people's reputation on the basis of false information. But what is even crazy now is that we are also destroying our own humanity. Just the act of forwarding images of accident victims, the act of forwarding dead, dead yeah. bodies on, on social media, the act, it's actually about defiling those people, their lives, their, the meaning of, of, of the life they've lived to their family, to their loved ones. I, I think reflection is a key part of legacy. The idea of before I do something, I think about its impact, impact on others. The consequence, yeah. The consequence. Before I write this thing that I am writing, um, do I have all the information? Have I researched it? Do I really know what happened? Or I'm just forwarding or taking what someone has done, uh, said, and regurgitating it? Sometimes I also need to consider the images. And for me, that is actually what is far more important, is that when they say a picture is worth a thousand words, a picture yeah. is also worth very, very deep memories. There's two things that make humans different from animals. One is memory. And the other is imagination. And the truth is, the reason we cannot sleep at night is because of one of the two. Either your memories torment you or your imaginations torment you. You need to understand that memories are regrets. Memories are, you know, recordings. Memories are moments missed. Memories are happy moments as well. Memories are, we are able to keep the pictures in our head till the day we die. But imagination is actually there because we can imagine the future. We can decide a different future from our past. So actually, we can reinvent the memory by simply focusing on a better future if memories are bad or creating an even greater future using memory as foundation. And so when we talk constantly 
about civil war, when we talk constantly about, you know, how our tribes and our people were uh, disadvantaged in year 2000 or in year 1963, and all those historical things, we are regurgitating memory and building it into imagination. Yeah. So we actually extend our suffering into the future. We extend our mm. anger into the future. We create a new generation of angry people. Angry but the people. problem is we never actually build a new future for them. We never actually tell a new story. We actually never imagine a better tomorrow because mm. we are blaming people for a bad yesterday, but dragging that yesterday into tomorrow because our imagination can. And so we always have to guard what part of memory do we keep? What part of memory do we, do we publicize and promote? And how much imagination should we deploy? And imagination is creative. Yeah. <laughs> memory is not. When you are mm. creative with memory, you lie. Oh, <laughs> memory is wow. printed in stone. Memory wow. is archives. You can't change memory. I love that. So you cannot redesign memory with your imagination. And you cannot replace imagination with new memory, <laughs> with memory that you have doctored. And so it becomes really important to understand these two things and to focus our lives on building imaginations, building a new future. So when, you, when, you, when you're building legacy, you're actually building a future. When you invest in young people and you help them and you mentor them, you are building a new future. And, mm. and that to me is the key. And the key is not to constantly, because you, 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 I see sometimes online, people talk about how their life is what it is because of what their parents didn't give them. And I understand the psychologists who tell you that, oh, you know, memory is, is so important. It shapes your future. It shapes, yes, it can, if you allow it. And, and this is why for me it's so important to fix your spiritual life. Because when you do, you understand that what your spiritual life can do for you is reinvent your future. Reinvent, yes. And it can empower you to forget about the past because all things are passed away. Behold, they become new. It, 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 can, it gives you that power to understand that going forward, you can be everything that you were, ne you were not. And it gives you license. It gives you, you know, that faith that you can actually take hold of imagination and push forward to a new reality. And, and, and that's really what we need today in Nigeria is how we take the power of technology, our social media, how we take them into this, the realm of imagination, how we leave the blame game, how we leave the otherness, how we stop identifying tribes that are our problem, how we keep trying to think that once we change the name of the country, our future will change. No, no change. It's, it's fallacy. If you create Ondo state, where I come from, as a country today, the next day, is when the fight for who will become president starts. And that's <laughs> when you know that in Ondo State, we have Elijahs and we have Ondo people, and then we have yeah. people, and then there's Ileoluji, and everybody starts to say, okay, so we have this cake now. How big is our pie? How big is <laughs> there it? There is always contention for resources. Yeah. There's always contention Sorry. for power. But it's we cannot... There. We cannot reimagine the future on the basis of what we are going to consume. We must mm. reimagine the future on the basis of what we are going to create. And it is only creating generations that actually um, build successful societies. Wow. Honestly, um, Femo, you've given us a lot of food for thought and I certainly buy into this and um, this legacy-driven future is actually about what we do now. It's projecting that imagination. That's where the creative space allows you. But your memory is something that is going to set you on a different track. And memories are actually good, but they could be great if you convert them to things that build legacy. So you talked about reading autobiographies. People going back in time to relate 
relay their lives and tell you why and what and when things happened that have shaped who they are. And that in itself becomes very inspiring. I believe with all of my heart that Nigeria will definitely take a better turn. The more we have opportunities like we just did, people like you who would be able to, you know, help us utilize um, the, the skill, capacity of, um, you know, the creative space to build a worthy future that we will get there. Thank you so much for what yeah. you do every day. Uh, thank thank you. you for the lives you shape every day. Uh, I'm grateful to God. Every time I see you on screen, I see your name, I say a prayer mm -hmm. for you. Um, you and you know that I mean that from the bottom of my heart because yeah. you are one of those silent, very silent producers that are helping shape minds and shape the future. Um, and I'm grateful that you also made time and agreed, not just agreed, you you stepped in to join us on Navigate with IDN. And I don't take it for granted. And I'm so grateful, Femo. I know time Thank is you. not our friend and we'll, we have to call it a wrap. But I'll also still extract another commitment that, you know, not too distant future, we'll have you come on for us to rob minds and um, build that generation. There is, we are trustees of posterity. That's what I tell people. And when they look at me, someone asks me, ID, um, you, you are indeed a corporate shepherd. I said, oh, really? I said, there's an S. I'm not alone. You know, I'm not alone. There are so many out there. There are the Femi there are the Langpo Moyales, there are the Hannas, and there are the Victors. They are all out there. I'm just one of the very many, but I've chosen to take responsibility for my space and to be a blessing to my generation. Thank you so much, Femo. If you have just Thank one you very much. parting shot for us, and then we'll then you know we'll call it a day um, to say goodbye to our listeners. Well, we, we just I just want to say thank you to everyone who joined us. Thank you very much, uh, ID, for your influence on my life. And uh, to say to everyone, embrace your legacy, build it. It is a greater wealth than money, uh, yeah. and it is something for which. Uh, you know, the world remembers you uh, well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Femo. Well, distinguished you, listeners, sir. it's been a great time. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, by the grace of God, God keeping us alive. We will definitely be back, hail and hearty. And I'll let you know the next personality who come share this great topic, building a legacy. Expect to have the best because this country is rich very rich, rich of human resources, and the very best of them are still around. Thank you so much for listening. Um, at the point here, I'll say goodbye, and God bless you. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.